On this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, I'll be talking about one of the most re-recorded songs of Prince's career, Wouldn't You Love to Love Me, a song with origins dating back to as early as 1976, maybe even before, and was re-recorded several times throughout the late 70s and 80s until it finally found a home on Paisley Park recording artist Taja Savelle's 1987 debut album. So what is it about this song? I guess I'll be dissecting the lyrics to find out for myself, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the the various iterations first. So let's start in 1976. I already posted a couple of podcast episodes covering Prince's Anderson Basement Home demos from 76, but one song I purposely neglected to discuss was Wouldn't You Love to Love Me. Like the other demos from this era, The sound is poor, sound quality that is, and it's very stripped down, it's just prints and guitar. And the the lyrics to this this 1976 home demo version are completely different from all the other versions that, you know, we'll be talking about on this episode and what, you know, we've heard thus far. In this version, he's singing from a more confident, cocky perspective. The only part of this very early version that Prince would carry over is the chorus. I think he knew that this is where the song had its chance to be successful. I mean, the chorus is really catchy and um, it's memorable. These are are key aspects of successful songwriting. I think he kind of realized that he had something going here. He just, it just needed a little bit more work. And um, in this 1976 home demo version, the lyrics are tough to make out due to the poor sound quality. But I can confidently state that they're they're different, especially, you know, in the verses. The chorus is the same, as I mentioned, but the, those verses are just completely written different. And, uh, you know, this would be the only time we would hear these lyrics is in this demo version. So why don't you listen for yourself and, and see what you think?
So let's flash forward a year. It's 1977, and um, you know Prince now has his pretty new uh, drum machine. I touched on that on the last episode for Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. So Prince now takes another stab at this song using his drum new drum machine and uh, re-recorded vocals, re-recorded and rewritten, I should say, rewritten lyrics for the verses. And this was um, recorded per Prince Vault at the uh, Loring Park rehearsal room in Minneapolis. You know, this is also where Neurotic Lover's Bedroom was supposedly recorded as well. And it kind of has that similar sound to it, like really basic drum machine sound. I mean, to me, it seems like this is likely the version that he would use as the guide vocals to to assist in you know presenting this to another artist by 1978 he appeared to transition the song as less of a aren't i the shit braggadocio track to a song he wanted to give to a female vocalist originally this was supposed to be sue ann carwell and we last touched on her association with prince on the make it through the storm episode and um, potentially as prince's first protege this was you know one of several songs that they had worked on together with hopes that they would collaborate and record an album but that wasn't to be there are some stories out there as to why that didn't happen i think uh, again i'm going to point to zach hoskins blog post on wouldn't you love to love me it goes a little bit more into detail around that but uh, nevertheless it, it just didn't work out so now we have the 76 home demo we have the 77 loring park rehearsal room demo which was rewritten and then we have the 78 sue ann carwell vocal version which has which remains unearthed to this day and as i mentioned i it seems likely that he had rewritten the lyrics to maybe accommodate a female perspective but as we'll learn later in this episode he wasn't afraid to think of this song from a male perspective either so let's go through the lyrics
Look into my big brown eyes. Tell me what's on your mind. Do you really love me? Or do you just want to make some time? I don't really care. I just want a little company. I can tell by the look in your eyes that you really, really want me. So in this first verse, Prince makes reference to one of his features that gets a lot of attention from his admirers, and, and those are his eyes. Even though this would have been sung from a woman's point of view, you know, if if he had given it to Sue Ann, and that would have worked out, he still incorporated, you know, a physical trait of his own in these lyrics. But it works either way, so it doesn't really matter that you know, Prince's eyes are being highlighted in the song when he's singing it. Um, big brown eyes is obviously a feature that men and women can possess, so it's not it's neither masculine nor feminine. And I guess kind of what I'm just getting from this first verse is that it seems to be a, the potential for either a casual fling or maybe something more that, you know, it's, it's left open-ended. Do you really love me or do you want to make some time? So kind of with those lines, it, it implies that it could really be something very casual. Making some time is code for making out, having sex, some doing something physical versus do you really love me? Like, do you actually want to be with me beyond the physical or are all you interested in is physical? In this first verse, you can tell that whomever is singing the song is, is playing coy with lines like, I can tell by the look in your eyes that you really want me. I mean, who doesn't want to feel like they're desirable? And so this person's really playing off on, on those, uh, those emotions, those feelings about wanting to feel desirable and, and wanting to feel like the person that, that maybe they're interested in also has a, a similar desire that they do. Pretty simple uh, first verse. And moving on to the chorus, wouldn't you love to love me? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to love me, baby? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to be with me alone? Wouldn't you love to have me for your very own? So what's kind of clever about the chorus and the title of the song, Wouldn't You Love to Love Me? It can again be taken more than one way, I think. So in this context, the word love, especially the second love, wouldn't you love to love me, that love, you can replace that with sex or fucking. Wouldn't you love to fuck me? Could be another alternate title to this song. Of course, it can also be considered something, you know, more um, long-term. Wouldn't you love to love me? Like, wouldn't you like to learn to love me? Because, again, unless you believe in love at first sight, wouldn't you love to love me from coming from somebody who, you know, basically they're just have they've just met or they're newly acquainted you have to assume that there is no true love still in the equation and, and wouldn't you love to love me like wouldn't you love to fall in love with me wouldn't you like to be wouldn't you love to be in a relationship with me 
So it can be interpreted as a, you know, a casual sexual encounter. It can be interpreted as, you know, wouldn't you love to potentially date me, get to know me better? Or even beyond that, wouldn't you love to be in a long-term relationship with me? Wouldn't you love to be married to me? You can you can look at it from all of those different angles in terms of like what is what is wouldn't you love to love me really about? Is it about all of the above? Is it about one of the three? Some mixture? Not sure. Um, personally, I think I've always kind of taken it to be more of a casual thing, and I think that there's some lyrics in the verses that support that. But certainly, if this you know the, the perspective of the singer the protagonist of the song is thinking you know having fantasies about being with somebody that they admire and they they like and how what would this be like if we were in a long-term relationship i get that you know i, I think it works for me too second verse the lines are I'm really not that hard to get I only want to make you see baby I'm not ready yet to give you every part of me I don't want to tease you I only want to turn you on I know I can please you till your rocks are gone so the second verse I think that amps up the flirtiness and teasing from the point of view of the singer exponentially like it's <laughs> you know in spite of the protest that uh, I don't want to tease you everything about this verse contradicts that statement like lines like uh, I only want to turn you on well that's teasing you <laughs> especially when they say I'm not ready yet to give you every part of me like I'm not ready to maybe go all the way with you but I want to turn you on and I know I can please you till your rocks are gone so I know I can get you off but I'm not sure I'm ready to do that with you so to me that's that's being <laughs> that's being textbook tease I guess um, I don't know I mean what do you think about that I, th I think that that's my perspective on it I'm really not that hard to get so the, the singer is definitely saying like, hey, even though I'm not ready to give you every part of me, it, it shouldn't take you that long <laughs> to, to make me see uh, your, your side of things, to, to get me to do what you want, potentially. The, the singer seems to just want the person she's singing to to act like they're interested. Act like you want to get to know them. Act like you want to have sex doesn't mean I will but I want you to try I know I can please you till your rocks are gone I mentioned that line I mean that that's kind of a cold-blooded line to sing to somebody considering like I said in the same verse I'm not really ready to give you every part of me unless again you interpret that to mean more like the singer will give the person their body but maybe not their heart 
So if that's what you believe, I'm not ready to to give you every part of me. Maybe that person's like, I'll give you my body. You know, we can have a casual fling. I'm not willing to to give you my heart, to love you in in you know the emotional way that sh- that you know the traditional emotional love. So I guess it could be interpreted that way as well. The chorus is repeated again, and it is the same. You know, wouldn't you love to love me? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to love me, baby? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to be with me alone? Wouldn't you love to have me for your very own? This is where I'm going to basically stop talking about the lyrics because every version of the song from here on out is slightly different after that second chorus. But none of none of them incorporate anything really fundamentally new about the song, like any new lyrics or any new thoughts, anything that's really worth dissecting. So what I'm going to do now is talk about the different versions of the song after this the 77 Loring Park early version that, you know, we've kind of been focusing on up to this point. So 1981, so now it's a few years later, it's 1981, and uh, Prince is recording this this zombie of a track, you know, like the song that won't die, and he apparently recorded this at Hollywood Sound in Los Angeles in June of 1981, according to Prince Fault, but for who? I'm not sure. Maybe he had designs on potentially recording this or giving this to his um his first iteration of girl group that would become vanity six but at the time they were known as the hookers and the lineup was two-thirds different than what it would ultimately be uh is it possible that he even thought of this song as a potential track for his forthcoming controversy album which would be released later in 1981 it doesn't really fit the vibe of of that album, in my opinion. Um, but you never know. I mean, maybe he thought it might have worked. Is it possible that he even was thinking of this song being a potential time song? Um, I don't know. This seems kind of this seems to me a little more logical or likely. I can see uh, Morris Day singing this song. The Morris Day persona, for sure, is you know like a playboy and definitely has a high opinion of himself. And so, <laughs> singing a song like "Wouldn't You Love to Love Me," you know, I'm basically I'm amazing, and 
I think that um, it would work as a time song with more stand vocals. and chorus are the same as the, the 77 version that we've already talked about so as I mentioned he does different things with the lines after the second chorus but they're all essentially the same Things that he says differently at the end of this version, the 1981 version, there's a few lines, like ad-libbed lines, like, I can really freak you girl, I'm especially good, I want to love you. These were not ad-libs included in the 77 version. Don't know, of course, if they were included with the 78 version because I've never heard that, but they're definitely not part of the 77 version. So this is why I then once I heard those lines, like if he was ad-libbing these with the intention of Morris Day ad-libbing these lines, that makes more sense to me because a line like, I can really freak you girl, that's not going to work for a girl group like the hookers were supposed to be, turning on men with their music. This song, that version obviously sounds more like, you know, it would be something that a man would sing to a woman. And so it's either going to be Prince or Morris Day because he didn't really have any other men that he was writing songs for besides himself and Morris in uh, 1981. So that's my theory. I don't really know. Obviously, if I'm right, only really Prince probably knows unless he, you know, told somebody around this time who he had thought of giving this song to. But that's my that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. If you want to hear? The, uh, the 1981 version, that's the version that's on 2019's Originals. So what you hear on Originals is the version he recorded in 81, potentially for the time, potentially for the hookers, potentially for himself, don't know, potentially for somebody else. Now, there's another version that was recorded in 1982, a year later. And I don't really know anything about this version because it's not circulating and Prince Fault doesn't have a lot of information either. It was allegedly recorded at Sunset Sound in April of 82, so now maybe it's intended for Vanity 6 because then by early 82, Booker's had morphed into Vanity 6. Again, still could be potential song for uh, the Time's second album, What Time Is It?, which would be released later on in 82 as well. 
uh, could it be a part of, was he thinking maybe 1999 album, which also re- received a fall of 82 release? <laughs> Don't know. Uh, and I have no idea what this version sounds like. So again, it's not circulating, so I can't really speak much to it. Now let's go forward another four years. It's 1986, and here's where things get a little weird. So either recorded back at uh, Sunset Sound in LA, or potentially even at his home studio in Galpin Boulevard. Prince Vault isn't sure, so if they're not sure, I'm not sure. The 86 version is the version that Prince submitted as a potential track for Michael Jackson's forthcoming Bad album. This was, you know, the big follow-up to Thriller and highly anticipated, long gestating. And, uh, you know, the two of them had been discussed and collaborating. There's, of course, the stories out there about um, Prince turning down a chance to co-perform the song Bad with Michael Jackson. So maybe this was his like, well, I don't really want to do that, but here I've got a song for you, Mike. If you wanna, you wanna sing on this uh, this this vault track that I've it's been kind of kicking around since the late '70s. So that didn't work out. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, can can I even envision Michael Jackson singing this song? Can I envision Michael Jackson singing "Wouldn't You Love to Love Me"? I don't want to tease you. I want to only want to turn you on. I know I can please you till your rocks are gone. <laughs> I just <laughs> having a hard time, having a hard time imagining Michael Jackson saying those lines. And uh, maybe Mike did too. Maybe Michael and Quincy Jones were like, mm. <laughs> hard pass. You know, it's, it's not really the kind of song we're we're looking to include on this kind of album. The '86 version to me sounds poppier than the '81 version. Of course, it includes saxophone because it's 1986 and like Eric Leeds seemed to live in the studio with Prince around this time. So it seems like anything that Prince recorded in 85, 86, 87 was going to have a fucking saxophone in it and it was going to be Eric Leeds. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, the lyrics are still fundamentally the same, but like I mentioned before in the 77, 81 and now 86 version, what Prince does after that second chorus differs slightly. So it does the same thing here. Crash, lust, burn, loves me not. Fire, and keep going, the best for you. So hot. So what's it gonna be, lover? Scroll and got all night. You got me all sure. I love it. Show you right. But again, I'm not going to get into the subtle differences between 
the, the second half of the songs for each of these versions. Like, they're all fairly long. Six plus minutes. There's a lot of, like, just repetitive repeating of lines like, Wouldn't you love to love me? Wouldn't you want to be with me alone? Tell me what's on your mind. I mean, a lot of this stuff is stuff that he's saying in these uh, the second half of these versions of the song. It just... The ad-libs are different in many cases, and what he does with his vocals are different. But it's really not worth, in my opinion, worth dissecting or going through. So, obviously, the, the Michael Jackson collaboration didn't pan out. So Prince finally, finally found an artist that he could give this song to after 10-plus years of noodling around with it. Gave it to Tajo Savelle. Taj is a singer that we first heard on Prince's The Ladder from Around the World in a Day. She was delivering background vocals on that track. So now she's signed to Paisley Park Records. She's got her own album coming out in 1987. And so this song, Wouldn't You Love to Love Me, made that final track listing. It finally found a home. Taj's version is basically that 86 version that he offered to Michael Jackson with her vocals replacing Princess. That's essentially it. I mean, you listen to the two songs back to back, there's very little difference musically. And um, this song even was released as a single. It was the second single from her album, After Love is Contagious. And there was even a music video attached to this song. But unfortunately, it, it didn't really do anything on the charts. It peaked at uh, number 61 on the R&B charts, and that's as high as it got here in the United States. Love is Contagious was a pretty big hit over in the UK. It didn't also get all that far on the charts, either R&B or pop charts here in the United States. And uh, Wouldn't You Love to Love Me did even worse in the United States. So unfortunately, as much as Prince seemed to have loved this song, wouldn't you love to love this song? Prince certainly did. Uh, as much as he tried to work it and try to give it to people and re-record it and rewrite the lyrics, it just he spent a lot of time on the song and for it to kind of flounder on the charts after uh, finally getting a, an official release was probably a bit disappointing for him. It'd be disappointing for me, a song that I believed in, to go nowhere. You know, essentially, he never played it live, so it's not like he ever took it back and was like, "All right, well, it didn't. I didn't make a big hit out of it. My my artist off my label didn't make a big hit out of it. I still love it. I'm going to perform it." He never did, unless somebody is aware of, of of this song being performed live. According to Prince Vault, it's never been performed, which is a shame. And um. I dig it. I really like the 1981 version. I really like the 77 version. I'm less impressed with the 86 version. I don't know. And so by default, I'm less impressed with the Taja version because they're basically the same. I think it um, it just doesn't have the raw feeling that I like of those early versions. And that's just a personal preference. I mean, if you like the 86 version or Taja's version best, cool. I mean, there's it's still a good song regardless of which version you prefer. But if you're asking me, pick a version to keep forever, I'm picking the 81 version, followed by the 77 version. So that's the story of Wouldn't You Love to Love Me. I think at this point, we're going to wrap up the episode. I want to give a special shout out. I have a, a new patron. 
that I want to shout out. And um, thank you, Burren, for you know being a patron, supporting the show. Thank you to Theo also for being a patron and supporting the show. Appreciate you both. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show at PressRewind.net. That's the website that I use to host the show. And um, but also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Discord for chatting. And just want to say thanks to all the listeners. Until next time, peace.